Greetings and salutations. Welcome to episode number 135 of Ref the District. We are a proud member of the Believe Network. I'm the stoner. To my left is Trevi. That's to your right, to my left. Trevi, what's up? Chilling, man. How are we doing? How are we doing? All right. Hey, Trevi, <laughs> did you know that last, last week, I believe it was, that we had a couple people comment about the way you were when you were introduced, when Nathan introduced you, yeah. and you were like, uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. And everyone was like, why is Trev acting like he's a guest or something on the show? He's he's a co-host for crying out loud. I don't know. Just something to say. <laughs> I know, right? You, you were caught off guard a little bit. A little bit. Uh, yeah. And then you might see a new face down there right below Trevi. That is from the award-winning, and I say award-winning because we've given them a, an award, the award-winning Authentic and the Beard. It is the beard on the from the best show, no, the best television show, not on television. Pleasure. What's pleasure, up, Beard? Pleasure is all mine. It's great to be here. Um, I, you guys know I'm a huge fan of what you guys do here, what you guys have been doing here. Um, I mean, I, I, I've been, I've been watching these guys for a very, 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 very long time. Uh, I want to say like when you guys were like, probably had like under way under a thousand subscribers, maybe sure. like a couple of hundred. And, uh, it's every time I come on, I always stress, like, it's amazing to have people like this in the community and make sure you guys show them all the love that they deserve because they put in a lot of work. Mm. Um, I think a lot of people don't really realize how much work goes into oh, yeah. um, these shows, whether oh, yeah. it be prepping for, you know, the, the actual content of the show and then the back end of everything. So it's a lot of work. So I, I always want to stress that, you know, I'm super fortunate to, you know, be friends with you guys. I always love coming on. I'm super happy and proud of what you guys have, have gotten to already and the sky's the limit. So uh, definitely, definitely always want to, you know, express that, that, that feeling first and foremost when I, when I hop on here. So thank you guys for having me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yep. And we appreciate that. And, and we say it all the time too, both publicly and privately that when we started in this space, that we were looking for uh, shows to emulate and we latched on to authentic in the beard. We love everything that you guys do over there. The chemistry is fantastic. The production value is beyond anything, something that we're always striving for. And so you guys do fantastic. So please head on over to YouTube for authentic in the beard and you will not be sorry. Hit them up, sub them up and, and everything. <laughs> sub them up. I like that. Sub them up. That's what the kids say. I like to say what the kids say. I notice you're pretty hip to, to nah, the, hip. the lingo of the kids these days. Hey, if there's one thing that people call me, it's hip. There I, go. I am hip. There we go. Yeah, so, of course, uh, let me take care of a few things here. As we were talking about, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, and the notifications. We're, we're out here all the time, as Beard was saying. We have content every single day of the week. And let me just tell you what we do during football season. On Sundays, we do a live watch party. You come by and, and watch the game with us, play-by-play, -play, reactions, analysis, all that. Mondays, we have our day after reckoning. Tuesdays, we have our daily commander's update. Wednesdays, just like right now, we do our live show at 7.30 p.m. on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Thursdays, we have our daily commander's update. Friday, daily commander's update. Saturday, we have our preview show for the game on Sunday. So we've got content all the time, and we want everybody to uh, to check it out, and so hit that like button and the notifications, of course. We appreciate that. We've already got a few people in here 
getting ready for uh, this Commander's Talk. We've got real peoples in the house. Clifton Taylor's here already. Uh, Nicole Williams, she's always uh, very early. We appreciate Nicole. Calvin Matthews is in here, so uh, and we'll keep uh, hitting all those people as they start coming in here. We appreciate all of you. Later on in the show, we're going to talk about the Bengals, a preview of the Bengals game that's on Saturday night, 6.05 p.m. So we'll talk a little bit about that, what we expect to see. And, of course, uh, in the game, we're going to talk about uh, all, all about the commanders, today's practice, all the practices so far, training camp, all that good stuff. But right now, in the warm-up, we're going to talk a little bit. We're going to wrap up the Ravens game uh, because uh, we haven't had a t- chance to talk to either one of you about it. It's only a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just And then before we do that, of course, the uh, warm-up is brought to you by Don't Sleep Energy uh, Don't Sleep Energy Drink is the official energy drink brand of Ref the District. Uh, Don't Sleep supports those who believe in themselves. Head on over to don'tsleepenergy.com. Pick up their regular or sugar-free energy drinks or some cool swag. They've just changed their logo, so it's, uh, it's really good stuff. You can find them on Amazon, but the best thing to do is to go to don'tsleepenergy.com. Use the code Ref the District get 10% off your entire order. All right. Got all that out of the way. And, oh, by the way, Nathan's not here. He's got some uh, school stuff with his kids. You know, he was telling me about it. I was like, uh, school, ref the district. I mean, come on. Where are your priorities? <laughs> come on. Come on. <laughs> yeah, you know, school's starting. So he's got, uh, I think his kid's nine or ten years old. So he's, Which is yeah. crazy to me, by the way. I just wanted mm. to make sure that I, I, I put this out here because all these yeah. kids are going back to school. Yeah. Like, I'm like, did I miss my mortgage payment? Because it's... <laughs> It's it's, but it's it's not September. It's right. August 23rd. We used to go to school after the holiday. It was Always. Labor Day, right? Always. Yeah. So yep. it's, I don't know what, I mean. Hey. And then I think at one point, at, at one point, I don't know if they ever got this law through, but Larry Hogan in Maryland anyway, tried to make a law that says you cannot start school until after <laughs> Labor Day. Because wow. all the businesses like in the on the Eastern Shore and Ocean City and all that, they weren't getting the business up yeah. until Labor Day because everyone was back home getting their mm. kids back to school. And so he was like, you got to stop doing that to these businesses. But yeah. I don't know if it ever got through or not. I don't think so, because I'm pretty yeah. sure they're back in school You're already. Back in school already. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, let's get to this. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the Ravens game. And, and uh, I'm going to start with you, Beard, because you were actually at the game. And there was a lot of talk about uh, the, the energy within FedEx Field for a preseason game. I believe the announced crowd was 54,000 something. Um, and if you're wondering, last year, the Jacksonville game, the first game of the regular season, I believe the announced crowd was 58,000 some on. So yeah. there was 54,000 for a preseason game. What was the energy like there? So, I mean, first, first off, uh, definitely when Authentic and I were in the stadium, I looked at him and I said, Man, it is packed in here. And oh, he was really? like, yeah, it looks like a regular season game. And in my mind, I'm like, you know, it looks like a regular season game pre, you know, new ownership and mm-hmm. post uh, new ownership preseason. So I guess it, it, it's a good sign for the season moving forward as far as the, you know, the uh, interaction with the fan base and, you know, with this post Dan Snyder era. 
Uh, but the the energy in there was electric. Obviously, this is the first preseason game at home this preseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the first, you know, home event uh, with actual football since the new ownership. Uh, you got the Sam Howell sort of energy going there. Eric Bieniemy, which I'm sure you guys will hear me talk about at nauseum uh, mm-hmm. throughout this broadcast. That is, in my opinion, the biggest move in the uh, off season. I, I in think the entire NFL. I mean, not definitely here. Entire NFL, I'd say it's top five for sure. For sure. Um, I, I think there's some other players that moved around. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers. I think the Darren Waller to the New York Giants is is going to be uh, down the road here. One of the biggest transactions in the offseason. Um, so, but Eric Bieniemy, I think being here is bigger than the new ownership. That's how big mm. it is to me. Mm. Like I think the new ownership is going to be something that is, you know, going to be down the road. Uh, it, you'll yeah. you'll see, you'll see it as the season progresses as the you know first 3 years progress, but immediately Eric Bieniemy being here is the biggest change for this team and this franchise moving forward. So wow. I think if you have you put all that together in this Monday night, you're the only game on. You're in prime time, albeit preseason. You're going against the Ravens, you know, the Beltway sort of situation. Mm-hmm. For those of you that don't know, I am an Orioles fan. Mm, so I don't like that. <laughs> so <laughs> for, for me, I'm one of the last dying breeds of Commanders and, and, and Orioles fans. So you have mm. that aspect of it. You had the streak uh, on the line. So th- it was it was just everything, all of the pieces. It, it was pure fuel uh, um being thrown onto this fire of this fan base that kind of made everything, you know, work. Mm. And, and I think that, you know, the, the play on the field was, was, was there too. Like you, they started, the offense started off running the ball um, early on. Mm-hmm. So you kind of like, were like, oh, they're running, they ran the ball. Like, I'm going to say yeah. it was like the first three players or so. And then yeah. when Authentic and I were in the car uh, leaving the stadium it, I was like talking about Sam Howell's stat line, and, and I said, I think he threw the ball 25 times. And I'll tell you, it's like 25 times. I'm like, so, like, <laughs> yeah, it, you kind of think about it. And, and, and I, I know that there's a lot of talk between the Baltimore fan base and Washington fan base, and a lot mm-hmm. of talk. Apparently, there was a lot of um, mentioning of the streak on the pregame show. Oh, absolutely. TV. It flooded the pregame yeah. show. So, so it's oh. almost like, uh, yeah, and then people were like, oh, well, you know, I started seeing Twitter and hearing all this stuff, and, and people were like, oh, well, it was against the twos and the threes and, and this <laughs> right. and that. And then a lot of people, I saw some Commanders fans upset. They thought hmm. it was embarrassing that we were celebrating, whether it was the players or the fan base. And, yeah. and I think that it... Some people, I want to put this into perspective. So I think some people don't realize what is happening here. They're, they're so engulfed in their own fandom and, and like, you know, everything else that goes around the actual game. A yeah. lot of these guys who are playing in this game, whether it be, you know, people fighting for their job or, or people in the third and fourth quarter here where, where you win the game. Some of these guys are playing in an NFL experience for the first time ever. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. and, and in front of a home crowd for the team that they're trying to make. You know, people dream of this moment for their entire life. What They think, it's, oh, it's just a preseason. But it's so much more than that. So like, and when you're yeah. in a competitive nature, like when you, I don't, you know, I played football, I played basketball, I played baseball competitively. So it's like, when, whether it's a preseason game, an exhibition game, whether I'm playing at a pickup game, whether I'm playing bingo, 
I'm I'm my juices are flowing. I'm you know like sure. it, it's it's natural for these guys to get excited when they're competing, and I think that that's important. And, and I think you have to look at things from a different level too. Like yes, Sam Howe did all that against the twos and the threes, right? But I'm not looking for what Sam Howe did. I'm looking at how Sam Howe did it. Sure. Okay. So like I'm looking at the technique. I'm looking at the feet. I'm looking at the accuracy. I'm looking at all those things. It doesn't matter if it's against the twos, the threes, the ones. These are the things I'm looking at. So yeah. all that, you know, wrapped up, it was an experience. And I was yeah. I was super fortunate to be there. Shout out to um, our guy, Chris Peace, who, who hooked us up with some tickets for that for that nice. uh, that event. So it, it was I was very glad to be there. And the way that it ended, I mean, I put a, posted a clip on my Twitter after, you know, the, the field goal. And it was... It, it was, was lit in St. Lit. Yes, it was. As the kids hip. say, <laughs> hip. this guy's hip. It was insane. Yeah, I mean, yeah. people were high fiving. People right. were were screaming. They were jumping. I mean, you saw the enthusiasm. This is not what we have been dying for as a mm -hmm. fan base. Have we yeah. this this sort of energy? This positive energy. A quarterback. Hands down, the best quarterback that we've had under the Ron Rivera era. Hopefully. And, we're and, not there yet, but hopefully. Yeah, I mean, listen, it, hopefully, even if we're not there yet, right, <laughs> I still think, and listen, yeah. I thought the Carson Wentz exper experiment was had potential. Sure, I thought cool. the Ryan Fitzpatrick, shout out to the guy who asked me if I was Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> I thought yeah. the Ryan Fitzpatrick thing had potential. You guys know I've never been a fan of, of Heineke. I mean, sure. I appreciate what he did, but as a player, I was never excited about Taylor Heineke. And, I mean, you know, then there's Josh Johnson and Mark Sanchez. And, mm. I mean, even before Rivera. Jimmy Gilbert. You can go for, for, yeah, what's eating Gilbert Grape? Yeah. I mean, there was just, there was just so much going on. So I, I, I feel like it's almost like the fan base doesn't know what to do. Because mm -hmm. they're, st they're still stuck. I see so much out there like, oh, well, you know, it's, it's, we don't know what's going to happen with Sam. And I, I keep trying to tell people that the, the Eric Bieniemy, this is not Scott Turner's offense. Okay. Right. Yeah. So, so I, I think that there is a lot of things to be excited about. And I think that the Ravens game was just a prime example of what can happen here. I'm not saying we're going to go to the Super Bowl. I'm not, mm -hmm. you know, it's not saying anything like that. I'm not saying Sam Howell is going to win MVP and, and, and anything crazy like that. But I just, it's a different feeling right now. And it goes beyond Absolutely. Dan Snyder being gone. I, I, you know, it, it's just, it's different. There's a different a new vibe. There. Yeah. Yep. So I'm excited. And, and uh, awesome. And, and Trev, I'd like to hear what you thought of, you know, watching it from home or watching it from wherever you were, if you got that same vibe when you were watching. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's not all the time where you have something to play for in the preseason. And like Beard was saying, some of these cats are playing an NFL experience for the first time. Mm -hmm. And if it happens to be to break the streak of the Baltimore Ravens, crosstown rivalry, battle of the, Bel battle of the beltway, you know, so I was over here cheering out loud, like, let's go. I was hyped when we kicked the field goal. Like, I don't mm -hmm. care if it gets a twos or a threes. I'm with Beard on that, too. Like, I just want to see how he looked as a football team. Sure. And we looked like a football team. And it was really, really exciting to see, exciting to watch, exciting to witness. Um, yeah, I was I was happy. I don't care if it's preseason or not. We had something to play for, and we got the job done. And it just so happened to be Josh Harris's first home game experience as a new owner. 
mm-hmm. like Dave was saying, like all those things that was the fuel that beer was saying tied into that. It just made it a great experience, no matter where you're watching from at home or in the stadium. So. Yeah. And, and let me ask you, Trev, here's a question from our, our boy TJ too nasty for you. He says, he's wondering, is he the only one who hates that the national media is now getting on the bandwagon? We've seen it with, um, just today, Booger McFarlane was on it. Of course, Kay Adams waking up with wake up and Adam. Sorry, yeah. with Kay Adams. Um, Pat McAfee's all over it, all over the commanders. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean O'Hara, former Giants guy, all over. Mm-hmm. Do you like that everyone's kind of jumping on the commanders yeah. bandwagon? I am because we're actually gonna we're actually in the NFL headlines for football reasons and not out of the out of the office off off the football field reasons. Yeah, you know, with the whole black cloud that was over us. So yeah, and people were crying that we weren't getting respect for not being national rec- nationally recognized when we had that a little winning streak or we were winning games with Taylor Heineke. But now that we have a different quarterback and you know we beat the Ravens and stopped the streak, made history. Whether it's preseason or not, we made history. Mm-hmm. Now they're like, oh, it's a bandwagon. They were jumping our bandwagon. I mean, we deserve to be excited about this because oh, we yeah. look like a football team. We haven't looked like that, and I don't know how long. Probably <laughs> since we won the division at seven and nine, the yeah. COVID year, you know, yeah. and that was not even that great either. So, yeah, I, I like the national attention. Uh, we're craving for it. We we come this far for it, so might, might as well time to have it. And and Beard, let me ask you this: um, there has been a lot of talk about this whole maybe. Washington fans are getting a little too excited about beating a meaningless preseason streak. Now we talked to former Ravens tight end Daniel Wilcox uh, for our game preview uh, from the Believe in Ravens show, and he said, "He said the streak isn't really a big deal, but winning game after game after game after game, what it does is it shows a culture. It shows mm-hmm. a culture that you know that when you walk into, they call it the castle, right? When you walk into the castle." at their training facility in Owings Mills, that the expectation is is that you're going to win every single game, every single year. And we, of course, don't have that here in Washington or haven't had it for 30 years. Yeah. Um, so do you, do you have a problem, Beard, with the way fans have embraced beating Baltimore in a meaningless preseason game? I don't, I don't think – I don't necessarily have a problem with it right because for me it's not meaningless i think metaphor touches on it first uh, the best he says meaningless you ask those players whether it's meaningless and i think that that's the most important thing that we that we remember is that Mm -hmm. it's not meaningless it might be meaningless in in regards to your record uh moving forward in in the regular season sure but meaningless no way in in this world is it meaningless because Mm -hmm. You know, you're you're evaluating your talent. You know, you're you're getting those reps. You got to remember, we got a new quarterback. We got a new offensive coordinator. You know, like these sort of things are important to do. Now, I don't think it has anything to for me. It has nothing to do with the streak. I just think that's a that's an added bonus. Like it's cool, right? Like yeah. I was I was there for that. Like I can right. say, hey, I was there yeah. when you know the the Commanders snapped the Ravens. You know, right, a, right. a winning streak. But I think you touched on it, the, the culture thing. I think that's mm-hmm. so important because the Ravens have been known as a franchise that kind of has it together, whether mm-hmm. it be from the way that they draft, um, the way that they're always in the mix in the playoffs. You know, they've won a Super Bowl, you know, with 
within the year span that we haven't, you know, yeah. the, the the culture that they have built is something that I think a lot of franchises look at, you know, mm -hmm. the Ravens, the Steelers, uh, you know, even even the Patriots, I guess, to a certain extent, sure. you know, uh, what the Chiefs have have done now as of recent. You know, these are San Francisco 49ers. Mm -hmm. uh, these, these are all organizations that kind of have a, a a known uh, aurora about them and the way that they handle business. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, you know, for us to kind of have this win in this moment, given the certain circumstances, I think it's, it's, it's very important. So you can be happy about that. Don't feel ashamed to be happy sure. about that. Now, I'm not going to be like, you know, running around town like, ah, oh, we beat the Ravens in right, the right. preseason and we ended their streak. Ah, you know, I'm not yeah. going to be like that. But I, I think if you look at it from the big, the, 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 the grand scheme of things, the bigger picture, I think it is, it was absolutely very, very, very important. It was, I told somebody when I was arguing with them uh, on Twitter about how, you know, he was saying, oh, this was an embarrassment. And I was like, this is like the complete opposite of an embarrassment. An embarrassment has, has been the way that we've played and the, everything that's <laughs> right. happened with this organization. This is literally like what we have been. This is the right. stepping stone. Right. I'm that's hoping right. that this is what the the foundation has built. And, you know, I, I'm a big run the ball. You know, I'm a big pound and grr, like I'm a football mm -hmm. guy. Right. Trenches, so I, yeah. I love mm -hmm. Doc Walker. You know, and, and I listen. I to me, Doc Walker and me are like, you know, like we're two we're peas in a pod. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So like when I hear him talk about it, and and you know, he always emphasizes, uh, you know, don't not being soft and and playing and every doing everything like it's everything is on the line. Mm -hmm. And I feel like people who approach the preseason where it's meaningless, they're not doing that. Yeah. And, and I feel like we've taken a different approach this year. People are like, oh, you know, when Terry McLaurin has the toe injury, they're like, oh, my God, why was he playing in the first place? And this and that. Like, it, he's playing because they're trying to get – they, they were in last place in the division last year, okay? Mm -hmm. We're trying to build something here. This is not a, a place where you, you just don't play or, you know, you take plays off or, you know, I'm going to take a breather. No, we're, we're trying to build something here, and I feel like – by them playing the way that they did and playing their players, I feel like it's showing not only the fan base but the league. This is not the Washington Commanders of past. This is a brand new page that we're writing right now. Yeah, absolutely. And and I look at it this way: Is it meaningless? It in a way it is meaningless. It's meaningless in that it has no bearing on on what's going to happen with their regular season record. However, in the context of playing that game. And as you both mentioned, when you're going out there and you're competing and you're fighting, you want to win the game. It's really that simple. But I think if you look at some of those guys who are out on that field, not the guys who are not going to be here, who were playing in the fourth quarter, a lot mm -hmm. of those guys, but the guys who were playing early on and the guys you know are going to be here, they may have just gained a little bit of mental edge, mm -hmm. maybe a 1%. Maybe it's only 1% or 2%. You guys are both gamblers, right? You get a 1% or 2% advantage on the house. That's a huge advantage when it comes to, again, this whole culture and trying to win. And if they get that, maybe that little 1% carries over into the regular season and helps them. It's a whole culture. It's a mental uh, culture and mindset of how these guys 
are preparing each and every day. If you look at, I'm just going to use a guy as an example, Jeremy Reeves. At the end of that game, he was super happy that they got the win. Just think of how he would have been if they had lost. What if they had lost 27 to 3? And guys had played the same way that they had played, but they got blown out 27-3. You can't tell me that that wouldn't be a disadvantage to them. So it's an advantage to go out there and compete and do well and win in that moment. You're not going to go 17-0. You're not going to go 14-3 just because you won this game. Mm -hmm. But it will give you a little bit of advantage. And I, and I just kind of think that as fans, we tend to forget what culture and what a winning mindset yeah. can do for your team. That's it right there. What are we trying, We're trying to, do? to do? We're trying We're to build, trying to build a, winning a winning mentality, right? Exactly. What do you have to do in order to build a winning mentality? Win, I you got to win. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So you gotta win. <laughs> That's right. Um, so I want to get a couple of specific questions about the game. Of course, we all saw what Sam Howell did. Statistics aside, I think if he had gone out there and he ended up 10 for 25, for example, but he still played exactly the way he did, I think we all would have been happy with it because we saw what we needed to see in terms of all the physical traits and everything and reading defenses, second, third read, moving the pocket, getting out of the pocket, throwing on the run. All those things were extremely exciting. But Trev... You've been a howler all along. Yes. What what does this particular game, in that he was impressive all the way through, what does it do for you in terms of how you think it's going to carry over to the regular season? Well, I don't know. He didn't play against the ones. He played against the two <laughs> and three. So it's yeah, still a sure. question mark. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm I'm hyped. I'm excited. I'm impressed. He was cool, calm, and collected. Even after he took that sack, he came right back and made a play and autocorrected so you make you forget about the sack that even happened. Yeah. Um, he looked like he's been here before. He didn't waver under pressure. Yeah. He's a fifth-round pick playing against the Baltimore Ravens. I don't care, twos, threes, fours, fives, ones, to try to break their preseason streak. So he has something to play for. Not only that, but he just got named QB1 for the regular seasons week one. So mm -hmm. now we get to see why he was named that. Yeah, he looks mm -hmm. good in practice, but you're going against the same people every day in practice. Now you take what, what you learn in practice to put it on the field on the Monday night game, the only game on TV, the home game, new owner, like all this stuff on there. Mm -hmm. And he looked like he's been there for two or three years already before sure. this game. I'm impressed. I didn't like he took the sack, but, hey, he came back and corrected it, so I have no problem with that. He didn't show like he was that, – that sack was not – a a fallen domino for what's the, for the rest of the game. Mm. He just that was just one glitch in his play, another sack it was another glitch in his play. But I think he did he did great. When the stats came out that he had the three touchdowns and the one twenty two passer rating, and out of all the quarterbacks in the preseason, like yeah, hey, it, it just kind of cemented it for you. And it lets you know that Eric Bieniemy is doing what he said he was doing. He's going to yeah. come in here, work with Sam Howell, you know, get the playbook that's dedicated towards his skill set. And it's showing. I, I think one of the most impressive things, and Beard, you might not know this, but I was not a howler. I was <laughs> completely against Still it. Still not. Don't let him for, for a lot of reasons, and we don't need to go over all those particular reasons, but I was <laughs> not. But over the course of this offseason, uh, last week I had turned the corner about 90 degrees. 
I hadn't done a full 180 on Sam Howell. I've done a full 180 now on Sam Howell. I am officially a howler. <laughs> I, I am a howler now. And, and it's crazy. But the one thing that stands out the most to me about this is this is a new offense. Mm-hmm. We all know this is a new offense. We don't take that into consideration. As good as you wanted to say he looked against Dallas, or as good as you say, uh, as good as he looked in the preseason last year, he had to start from scratch. Mm -hmm. This is a whole new offense, a whole new verbiage that he had to learn and, and route patterns and, and, you know, the whole thing. And he looks like, as Trev said, he looks like a seasoned veteran out there. So beard, I want you to tell me first, if you were a howler from the beginning and where you stand on him now. So I always use this as an example to to let people know my beliefs in players is because I deal in sports cards as part of my job, and mm. I invested in Sam Howe rookie cards because I thought I thought <clears throat> I watch a lot of college football, okay? Sam Howe is a guy in college. And, you know, when his drop-off season in college, he lost Javante Williams. He mm-hmm. lost Michael Carter. Sure. He lost Diami Brown. I mean, mm-hmm. he and I mean that's just a few of like the big names, right? He adapted his style of play. It wasn't necessarily the same sort of, you know, numbers that made him jump on the scene as a potential number one pick. But mm-hmm. for me, that showed me more as a player than the actual statistical numbers that made him, you know, a potential first round draft pick because it showed me that he's willing to do whatever he has to do to win the game. Okay. To me, if you're going to play quarterback in the national football league, you could look as good as you want to look a la Zach Wilson in the combine. Right. But I need to see you in that game mode, mental, the mental aspect of the game mode, which I, I also really like Desmond Ritter. I watched Desmond Ritter go into Notre Dame on the road during that season at Cincinnati, and he looked like a gamer. So mm-hmm. for me, like Sam Howe, I've, I've always thought it was it was a steal because, you know, you got him in the fifth round. You kind of, like, got him stashed away. You know, like, I wasn't one of those guys who was, like, clamoring for him to play last year um, because I just I, – I, I, didn't, I didn't like the situation for him. I thought mm-hmm. the Scott Turner offense was, was horrible. I wanted to see Wentz work. I Heineke was winning us games. Like it, it just it did the 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 recipe wasn't there for him. And I think that this is is a perfect situation for him. Um so that's where I was that's where I'm at with Sam Howe. I still think Sam Howe is the fourth best quarterback in the in the division right now because he's only played one game in the NFL, you know, yeah. in the regular season. So for me, like I'm not going to anoint him. But that doesn't mean that I don't see the potential in him. I see the yeah. potential. I see what he can do. It was interesting. I was listening on the radio today, and they were talking about uh, his floor and his ceiling. And I was really trying to figure out, like, what kind of quarterback w- do I think is his floor and his ceiling? And I, it might sound crazy, right? Uh-oh. And, and the, but hot, think, is this a hot take alert? I think his floor is Baker Mayfield at his best, okay? Mm, that and was I think pretty his good. his ceiling can be Aaron Rodgers. Oh, that is a hot take That is a hot take alert. That's where that's where I think his hit like if I'm looking at comparable play, I'm looking hey. at, you know, that's where I that's where I, I am. I think 
Sam Howell can make all the throws. I think he's mobile enough where it, people don't give Aaron Rodgers throughout his career enough credit for what he can do mo- mobility wise. Oh yeah, yeah, he's you know, very like, mobile. Yeah, he, he can make plays out of the pocket and stuff like that. But that that's where I kind of I I see Sam Howell falling somewhere in between those sort of two guys. And one of the big things that I liked about him most from last preseason game to this preseason game was. You know, and I, we talked about I talked about Baker Mayfield. If you notice, one of the things Baker Mayfield would do when he would get in trouble and it, not necessarily at his best, he would always roll out that spin move to roll out mm. outside the tackle when he was under pressure. And Sam was doing that a lot in that first preseason game. Mm. In this preseason game, outside of the one sack where he should have got rid of the ball, you didn't see him do that spin move outside to the tackle. You saw a lot more stepping up in the pocket and stuff like mm. that. So for me, I, I I always look at players like this. You know, what did they do wrong in the game before, or you know, and and how and how did they, that, they they address it? You know, I'm yep. sure they took him down and said, I, I like that too. Russell Wilson is definitely a, another one too. I think Russell Wilson could be the ceiling also. I just. You know, like the, the, that's a really good one. I, I might have to re revisit, <laughs> rethink. That, you know? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I think that 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 sort of type of quarterback, a guy that can make the throws, but is mobile enough to 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 do things. You know, yeah. so okay, uh, that's where I'm at with, with Sam. Howell I did right now. I, I did not have uh, Sam Howell being compared to Aaron Rodgers on my bingo card for tonight, but I'm gonna put that in the bonus section in the center. <laughs> um, I'm going to do one more question about the game okay. uh, before we kind of get into the whole roster stuff. Uh, prove it time coming up uh, in the Ravens game. And Trev, let me ask you, we all saw when Terry went out, we were all, I mean, that's just the worst guy to go out, not named Sam Howell uh, for injury, but uh, he was mad, right? You could see he, he was angry. And, and I got to thinking about it and I haven't really talked to anybody about this now. So I want to throw it to you guys here, Trev first. Was he mad because he was still out there late in the second quarter? Was he mad because he got hurt? Or was he mad because they took made him leave the field because he was hurt? Ooh, Why I do you think they, he was mad of those of those three choices? You don't get any others. Those are the only three. I think he was mad because he got injured. I don't mm. see him being the kind of guy who complains for being out there on the playing field too long because the, the kid loves to play. And he's going to do whatever it takes to help his team. Yeah. Whatever goal they have set. Um, the third one was he was mad because they took him out and he wanted to keep playing. Yeah, I, that he wanted to keep going. Yeah, I, I think it's just the second one. He was just mad he got injured. And I think he's just mad that the type of injury it is too because he knows how valuable toes are when it comes to route running and wide receivers. So I think that's what he's most mad about is the type of injury and – of course, being injured. Okay. Beard, what did you think of, of those three choices? So it's crazy because when stuff like that happens when you're at the game, it's so much more different. Right, because you don't get like all the TV. updates or anything. So right? we were sitting in the right by the tunnel. So we were in 105, I believe, okay. uh, where yep, we were. Sure. So we literally saw, we didn't see the injury, anything. You know, we saw him walking by us. Like mm-hmm. literally walking by us with 30 seconds left in the second yeah, quarter. Sure. And I'm looking at, I look at authentic. I'm like, Terry's going to the locker room. He's yeah, like, yeah. Why? And then I'm like, maybe he's just getting a head start, you know, cause sometimes when you get like a little, a little bump before the half, yeah. you'll see some of these guys kind of go to the, to the locker room, like with that sort of time frame left. Uh, so I didn't realize it until I looked at my phone and my phone's going crazy. Oh, Terry McLaurin's mm-hmm. outward toe yeah. injury. And, uh, but 
I think it, it, it's it's the, the question is fantastic because it's it's really an uh, uh you know like those are the three that it would be and I think I totally gonna agree one thousand percent with 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 Trevor on this one because I I just I. I don't see Terry McLaurin ever being mad. He wants. To, he probably if if I had to rank the three, I'll mm-hmm. go with the injury being you know mad that he got hurt at one, mad that he couldn't you know continue playing at two, mm-hmm. and then mad that he was out there at three because I I think he wants to play. So yeah. so I think that that was uh, that was an interesting one. I I, I do want to say I see I see a lot of really good uh, floor ceilings here. Drew Brees, that's a good one too. Hmm. <laughs> Drew, like I mean, he's run. about the same size as Drew Brees, uh-huh. but he's got a little bit more um, escapability, I think, mm-hmm. than Drew Brees does. But, yeah, that's that's definitely a good one. All right, well, so let's wrap up. All right, the Ravens game, that's behind us now. We got a lot of roster stuff to talk about here uh, coming up because what is it? It's Monday is cut-down day from 90 to 53. On, uh, well, that's I think just, it's Tuesday, I, 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 Tuesday I, I, at 4 o'clock. 90? How is there so many... 90? Like, I didn't see 90 people out there when I was at training camp. Yeah, there's there's definitely 90. 90 <laughs> wow. dudes out there. Uh, so we're going to we're gonna talk all about the roster. We're going to talk about the injuries and all of that. So we're going to do that here uh, in the game. We're going to talk. It's called Prove It Time. And uh, stay with us. We will be right back.